Hello and welcome to the Facia Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Dright, and we'll touch on several college-going and college-readiness topics in this podcast. Topics include standardized test preparation, taking college courses while in high school, the admissions process, and many others. We'll have conversations with industry experts pertaining to each topic, as well as those who are experiencing the processes of these topics firsthand. If you have any questions pertaining to any of our upcoming topics, or if you have a topic that you would like discussed, then please email me at mdright, that's M-D-R-I-G-H-T, at familycentered.org. Hello and welcome to the Facia Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Dright, and today I have a very special guest with me. He is a graduate of Thornwood High School, as well as the University of Michigan, where he received a scholarship to wrestle for the University of Michigan. And he has come back to his alma mater, Thornwood High School, as the athletic director, where he has also served as a football coach for 12 years and a wrestling coach for seven years. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. James Die, Mr. Die, how are you today? Nice, uh, doing well, Mr. Uh, Dwight. Nice to see you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to do this interview with me. Um, let's get right into it. Um, extracurricular activities. What are they? Well, uh, for me, I would define them as something outside of the normal academic school day. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be sports, but it has to be something after the academic school day is over, whether it be speech. Uh, basketball, football, something uh, above and beyond the normal academic day when most kids get on the buses and go home. Okay, all right. So, School District 205, what particular extracurricular activities are provided by the district or offered by the district? There are numerous ones. I'm just going to cover the athletic ones since you're interviewing me. Uh, Sports-wise, in the fall, we have boys and girls cross-country. Uh, football for boys, boys soccer, uh, girls tennis, girls volleyball, girls swim and cheerleading, and Signets. Winter sports, uh, we have uh, boys and girls basketball, and we have boys swimming, uh, and then wrestling, and bowling, uh, and then we also have indoor track, uh, boys and girls that starts in the winter, January 15th, and then that goes through all the way through spring. In spring, we have baseball and softball again. Uh, and then boys tennis in the spring, and uh, boys and girls track continue all the way until May, mm-hmm. and girls soccer is in the spring. So um, other schools, believe it or not, have twice as many sports, badminton and others, but that's what we offer here at Thornwood and in the district. Some of those are district teams. Bowling would be a district team. Boys tennis is a district team. So is girls tennis, and boys and girls soccer are all co-opt among the district. So Right, right. So... Um what are the benefits of a high school student participating in extracurricular activities? Well, for me and, you know, what I've learned from, you know, teaching and coaching for so many years, it teaches the kids how to work hard and balance their time and dedicate themselves and commit themselves to something beyond academics. And then they still have to go home and get homework done and study for tests and, and balance their life. Um, it just teaches them. Uh, you know, a work ethic and how to, you know, college is very time consuming. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even a kid who comes out of high school, which if they've never played a sport, the work ethic involved in becoming a college student or being a successful college student 
is a lot more than it is a high school student. Uh, and if you're an athlete, it helps teach you just how to work harder and how to get everything done, how to balance yourself, and uh, you know, just just be able to juggle a lot of different things. It teaches you how to deal with, you know, several different things going on. Um, but that's why I think the benefits are for our kids. Right, right. So, with any student participating in any extracurricular activity, I mean, some things about their life and their lifestyle is going to change. What particular changes do you see in students once they've participated in an extracurricular activity? Um, yeah, the bottom line is you see kids, they come in as freshmen, and if they haven't played sports before, sometimes sports is a major adjustment. They're not used to the structure and the, you know, the commitment and uh, you know, what, it, what it takes to be an athlete. And once they get that, they usually thrive on it and they become much more disciplined kids, and they become much more mature than a student who just chooses to go home after school every day and watch cartoons or play on the computer or play video games. Um, they, they, they have a good sense about themselves, and they're more mature, and they just become good, hardworking kids because that's what you need to be an athlete. You're not going to be successful without being structured and organized and disciplined as a, as a person, and teams aren't successful without those same things. So right. um, that's what eventually you will see from kids who... They'll blossom and flourish from the time they're freshmen until they're seniors. You know, it will just instill a good work ethic in them, and they'll they'll be much more disciplined about themselves. Okay, so you see a lot of high school students attempting to use their extracurricular activities to, like you said, go on to the next level, which is college. How do extracurricular activities assist students towards going to college? Well, like I said, uh, first of all, you know, college applications, um, they don't want to just see that you were a student and you went home every day. Mm -hmm. They want to see somebody that can, you know, dedicate themselves to more than one thing, you know, manage their time, you know. It doesn't have to be extracurricular activities, too. It could be, you know, some outside organization, some other work. Uh, but they don't want to just see that they want to hold down a part-time job, you know, for 10 hours a week at the McDonald's. They want to see that you are a balanced person. They don't just want a, a person who is smart. They want somebody who's had other experiences that enrich them, their lives and, you know, make them, uh, you know, just full, you know, people and just, you know, uh, people who are employable. So college applications are real important and having other things on there other than just, you know, your, your grades and your GPA are real important. Um, and even outside of sports, they should be doing something else, mm -hmm. you know, not just work, but some community service and other things like that uh, to show that they're, you know, just, uh, you know, well-rounded people. Um, for District 205, uh, what are the requirements for participating in extracurricular activities? Well, I mean, we have a bunch of paperwork that they have to do and have the physical, but then we require a, a high grade point average, uh, you know, for the students. We want them to have a 2.0, which is a minimum GPA weekly, or they will not participate. They have to meet IHSA requirements. We have incentive programs to get them up a lot higher than that. Uh, there's a, a scholar-athlete program. We reward our students who have a 3.5 or better with with uh, certificates and accolades, um, but you know the, the basic requirements are IHSA, and then uh, week by week they must have a 2.0. They have to sit. Um, and right now, the NCAA Clearinghouse or the Eligibility Center, a minimum 2.3 is is what you have to have, or you're going to be sitting on the bench. Uh, you can't get a scholarship without it, and you have to have an offsetting ACT or SAT score. So um, we want our kids to be a lot higher than 2.0. But if they don't have that, they're they're basically uh, they're done for the week. Mm -hmm. Okay, for those students 
who can't meet those requirements for the week or for the semester or what have you. Uh, what resources are available to those students who fall short of meeting those requirements? Well, we have a bunch of them. First thing that they need to do is if they're doing poorly in a class or two, they need to go see the teacher during communication period from 2.30 to 3.05. They should be with that teacher figuring out what they're missing or what they're, how they've gone wrong and getting help. Um, we also run a study table from 2.30 to 3.30 for our spring athletes. We did so for our fall athletes, too. And our girls' basketball team had a two-hour study hall after school because of facility crunches. Um, and then they have ASAP that they can go to until 4.20. I mean, the coach, you know, tells these kids, go and get yourself some help after school. ASAP, they can go get tutoring from a teacher. Um, so, I mean, there's, you know, the, the first option is go see the teacher and get go to CP and figure out what you, you know, if you've got a quiz to make up or you don't have certain homework in. Um, and then ASAP is another opportunity, but then they could go to a study table for an hour uh, after school that we run up in a study hall. So, um, you know, the idea is to get them back going. Because if you send them home and they get lost in the mix of the kids going home on the buses after school, sometimes they don't come back and their grades don't, don't do better after that. If they go home at, and they're home at 3 o'clock, they don't sit down and study for five hours and then come back to school the next day. And, you know, you're better off trying to keep them here and keep them active. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to get you out of here, Mr. Dye, with this last question. Um, like I mentioned in our, in our uh, intro, you're, you participated in extracurricular activities. I participated in extracurricular activities. We know what it meant for us. But for that one student who's coming along, not sure if he or she wants to participate, why should that student participate in extracurricular activities? Well, when I got this job, I have a bunch of old friends, you know, that were teammates of mine, you know, Darren Carter and other people I played football with, wrestled with, and, you know, they look at back at their athletic careers here and what they accomplished and what their, their sons and daughters are doing. And, you know, we're trying to build winners and champions of people who are going to be successful in life. And a lot of kids, they don't have the tools when they come out of eighth grade. If they become an athlete and they listen to their coaches and they work hard, you're going to build uh, all sorts of great qualities that are going to be make them successful later in life to be able to trudge your way and work hard enough to get through college you know just uh, character traits work ethic you know it, it makes kids blossom and flourish in ways that you never would have known uh had they never joined a sport so and it did that for me if i hadn't wrestled here at home i don't know what i'd be doing right. you know and played football and had the kind of coaching influences that i've had so i still keep in touch with bobby jackson the head football coach here and and jared hubbard you know so and just seeing how, what other people have accomplished, it can take you to that next level of success. Okay. Well, thank you again, Mr. Dye, for sitting down with me and having this conversation about extracurricular activities. I greatly appreciate it. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you again for listening to the FASIA podcast. My name is Matthew Dreit, and I will see you next time. You can find us on the web at www.familycenter.org. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, the Family Centered Educational Agency, and on both Twitter and Instagram, at Facia Trio. That's at F-C-E-A Trio. The Trio programs are funded in part by the Department of Education.